David, there's been a lot of trades in the NFL lately. I want to know, what podcast are you hoping to get traded to? Hmm. I'll stick with this one, man. Thank you. Oh, very nice. He's going with the winners. Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you're joining us live, you're uh, an excellent human being in general. But my name is Jason Evans. I'm joined, as always, by David Biggs. Thank you, Dave. You're back. It's good to have you back, Dave. Uh, You were on vacation last week, so I'm sure that's better than doing a podcast, but it's nice to have you back here. Well, I mean, if I was doing a podcast for like 10 days, then I might reconsider. <laughs> but, but the 60 minutes is, sounds good to me tonight. So. Okay, cool. And joining us tonight are two new members of the Drink 5 team. Uh, to my right, I got George Brennan. George, thanks for being here. Uh, pleasure to be here. And Scott Meneker uh, on the other side. It's a pleasure. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, you're, you're new to the Drink 5 League. Uh, you have some interesting thoughts on the trades, I think. Uh, that went down this week, but uh, my first question for you guys is what we ask everybody on the show. Uh, George, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight I'm drinking uh, Luponic Distortion, uh, IPA Series uh, 13 from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Oh, that's fantastic. I love those guys. Uh, that's a good Very beer. Good. What do you got there? you got something interesting. I do. I have a half acre. Uh, it's called Burl. It's a, a double dry hop, double IPA, so a lot of doubling going on in that one a lot of doubling all sorts of doubles i don't know what i am drinking at the moment because it's like a sour ipa um but i'm about to drink the brew dog king of eights east coast ipa so you know i'm looking forward to that one i saw it on sale at the liquor store which is why i bought it i'm not afraid to admit that all right um so shall we jump into it dave yeah, any man. Other thoughts? Jump in. What are you? I mean, you're just drinking one of the same beers that we mentioned, right? Luponic Distortion, one of my favorites. Um, me and George over here are drinking the same thing. We're going to enjoy it until they're gone. It's good. Yeah, I had one earlier. That sounds yeah. good. All right, so uh, we'll dive into some of the trends for the week. Um, we like to look at guys who generally have uh, three weeks in a row of doing well, doing poorly, getting better, getting worse. Um, I couldn't find too many guys that exactly matched. Uh, the three up three down criteria but uh, in general they were you know getting better or getting worse so we'll we'll see what we got here uh but to start it off you got aaron Rodgers. so um rogers not been himself as much uh for the first six weeks he had only one game over 20 points um but he's been really good uh well he was really good last week it was i think his best game of his career the only game he's ever had as a um perfect passer rating so uh good on him so um I'm sewing and umming very much tonight. Maybe I just need a little <laughs> bit more drink to drink. Drink more. That helps. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, the Packers' offense looked really good to start the season. or The defense looked really good. The offense looked terrible. They were running the ball a lot. Rodgers wasn't doing a lot. But now Rodgers' numbers are almost as good as they've been since uh, his all-pro year of 2014. He's got 12.5 yards per completion. He's got eight and 8.1 yards per pass attempt. Um, so... His main issue right now is his receiving group, I think. Um, he's going to have Devontae Adams back eventually, but I think he's going to creep up the quarterback list. Are you guys as high on Aaron Rodgers as I am, Dave? 
Um, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers, right? The major issue for him right now is the wide receiver core and the fact that he doesn't have Devontae Adams healthy right now, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I also think that he's going to face some more difficult teams after, after going against some easier ones. So as we move on down the line and he's facing people like, uh, like San Francisco and Carolina and Chicago and Minnesota in weeks 15 and 16 are not great for your fantasy team, for example. But Aaron Rodgers, we know, can put up 20 points plus in any matchup. Um, but it may be when you get to the end here, and of course you're going to keep Rodgers unless he gets injured, you're going to keep him on your team. Yeah. You might end up with a decision that you don't like. You know, he's facing up against Chicago or Minnesota. Their defenses stay good. Um, and then you, you're in the championship game, and you're forced to put him up against a team that's that's good against the pass. So that's what I'm worried about with him. Not really the middle of the season. Uh, I think versus Kansas City, he'll, he'll be pretty good. The Chargers defense has been uh, suspect in a couple of games. And Carolina um, is, I think they're just above average. Um, but I don't have all the For stats pass defense. in front of me. You know, what worries me about him is what you brought up. He plays San Francisco week 12, and then Chicago, and then Minnesota in 15 and 16. Yeah, it's just worrisome games at the end of the season. So you really you, you should probably plan now if you're a team that's heading to the playoffs, for example, to pick up someone else that has a complementary schedule to Aaron Rodgers. But like I said, when you get to the end and, and you have to decide between Rodgers and somebody else, I mean, I don't know. That's uh, it's hard to. It's like it's a tough decision. I know Patrick Mahomes <laughs> plays Kansas City in like week fourteen. He plays Kansas City. That's going to be rough. Or no, <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to want to score points against his own team. <laughs> he plays the Patriots in week fourteen, and mm-hmm. it's the first week of the fantasy playoffs. That's tough for everybody. What are you going to do? You going to start him? You going to yeah. sit him? You got to start him. I think so, but it's the Patriots. Yeah, but their defense is shutting everybody down. See, I don't know if if I have another option versus a softer team, I would probably sit Mahomes. Yeah. Those are the tough games. You got to win them. I think he's a special talent, though, and I know it's a tough game, but uh, you got to believe in those kind of guys. There's only so many great players in this game, and you can't sit them because of a tough, tough matchup. They usually, you know, step up for the scenario, right? That's why they're great. You're not wrong, and we've talked a lot about you know uh, something that a, that a lot of experts say all the time, which is start your studs, etc. It's easy to say that, but then you get some of these games where you knew it was going to be a tough matchup, and they end up not performing. So you got to kind of shoot yourself in the foot for not listening to your gut. Ultimately, uh, you know, I have rankings up on Fantasy Pros. There's a uh, hundred plus other people that do all kinds of websites you can follow for fantasy advice. But if your gut tells you to sit somebody and you don't, then then you're gonna you're gonna have uh, bad dreams. Yeah, and remember, <laughs> awesome. if you do want to see Dave's rankings, just go to our website, uh, drink5.com, to see those. Because you actually can't see individual uh, expert rankings on Fantasy Pros, right? No, and I mean, that's they did it for a reason. A lot of these uh, sites are behind paywalls, and so people wouldn't have offered up their rankings for the consensus if you were able to call out those individual ranks. However, if you do want to see where someone is exactly, you can always search on Fantasy Pros uh, player versus player, for example, yeah. and you can see the exact rankings. So if you were to go in there uh, or even go to Google, because Fantasy Pros comes right up, and just search for, should I play Austin Eckler or... Um, who should uh, I start? Or Ty Johnson. Who I do that I all start? the time. And then I when I, when I look at the advice, and then I find your name on the list <laughs> just to find out where you are as well. And it's it's uh, opposing what you're thinking? <laughs> eh. Sometimes. Sometimes you're against the grain. Yeah. You know. But you're doing pretty well this year. You're in the uh, top uh, 40% of all the experts. So those are guys who actually get paid for doing this, and you're doing better than them. I have been paid occasionally, just not very much. <laughs> <laughs> so this week you have Aaron Rodgers as the number three quarterback. Um 
he's playing in Kansas City. I don't think that going on the road is going to be such a big deal. No. Um, you know, I think he continues to play really well. well it's going to be a shootout type game. Or at least that's what you'd expect. I, I don't know what that over under is at, but it's probably the highest of the week. Yeah. But I have some thoughts on that game a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, David Montgomery, local guy, uh, now anyways. Week 4 against Minnesota, he had 6.7 points. Week 5 in Oakland, he had 9.6. And then week 7 last week against New Orleans, they had a buy in week 6. He had negative 0.1. So Montgomery was very hyped coming into the season. Probably the second most hyped running back behind Josh Jacobs. Um, He is still owned in 88% of Yahoo leagues, which makes me think that people are still probably starting him at a good clip. Um, More than they should, obviously. Uh, so his carries have gone from a season high in week four to of 21, down to 11 carries, and then just two carries last week. The Bears completely abandoned the run. They're getting torched in the media uh, because of it. Matt Nagy is kind of uh, defiant about it almost, uh, from what I heard initially. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they wind up doing this week against the Chargers. Um, and they have a decent matchup against the Chargers, against Philly, against Detroit. Um, the Chargers and Lions are giving up a lot of points to opposing running backs, but Here's the thing, guys. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Uh, you guys may, you know, you're, you're literally physically closer to the Bears than I am. Maybe uh, you have more of an idea, but I would say avoid Montgomery even in good matchups right now because we don't know what they're going to do as a team right now. The rational side of me says, yeah, sit him. Sit him until you see something out of him. Yeah. Uh, but something's got to give eventually. You know, you, you can't just keep denying him touches and denying him touches week after week. I, and, and, and expecting the same thing to happen, or a different thing to happen, rather. Usually teams run more than seven times a game, <laughs> so you would think. Eventually, the dam's got to break on the rushing attempts, you know? And, and who's going to get him? Is it going to be Tariq Cohen out of the shotgun? It's, it's going to be David Montgomery, or unless they decide to finally give Mike Davis some time on the field, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Well, they need Mitch Trubisky to pick up his game so that we can even run the ball. Besides the fact that we need to try to run the ball, he also needs to pick up his game. But um, yeah. In, but, Until the Bears start doing something, the only player you can yeah. play on the team is Allen Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well put, Dave. So Chase Edmonds has been awesome the last three weeks, and everyone thought he was just awesome last week. It's actually been three weeks of awesomeness for this guy. Uh, week five in Cincinnati, he had 14.6. Week six, he had 12.7. And then last week, he scored three touchdowns, 33 points in New York against the New York football giants. Um, so the Cardinals have won all three of those games, uh, which is, you know, good for the running back uh, usually. Uh, so David Johnson was limited last week. He had a back injury. Um, and on a side note, he should talk to Jalen Ramsey's guy, right? Because Jalen Ramsey healed like that. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey lifted his back injury in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, no, apparently a guy that he nicknamed uh-huh. Mr. Miyagi in Houston cured him. <laughs> Not kidding. I read that article today. Uh, so anyways, um, David Johnson now also has an ankle injury. He did not practice today. I do not expect him to play this week. Uh, Chase Edmonds was in on 94% of the offensive snaps last week. He's going to be a huge guy, a huge, uh, volume guy this week. Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner were signed, but I don't think that they're going to be doing a whole lot for the team. So Edmonds has five touchdowns in the last three weeks. I think he's full steam ahead. I think you start him even against a tough team like New Orleans. The Cardinals are going to be uh, a lot tougher than the Bears, who the Saints just beat up on. Uh, but or you know, and the Bears got some garbage points. And definitely, if the I'm Saints kind of run away with this one, you can count on the Cardinals being able to put up garbage points too. Yeah, they've been playing well, man. Winning three games, 
So were any of you guys lucky enough to have Chase Edmonds last week? No. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> no? Dave, you? No Chase Edmonds anywhere? Nobody started Chase Edmonds last week. Uh, I think some people did. <laughs> some people. Not many. John Brown, and week four against New England, he had 6.9 points. Week five at Tennessee, he had 7.5. And then week seven versus Miami, 14.3 points. The Bills offense has been a bit shaky, but John Brown has been really steady. Five catches per game during this three-game stretch. Five catches in each game, not just an average. His yardage has gone up in each game, 69 yards, then 75, then 83. Last week, he even scored a touchdown. He's on the field for at least 80% of the snaps in every game, so he really sees pretty much all the plays that they're going to be playing. Last couple weeks, he's been over 90%. He is one target behind Cole Beasley on the team for the season. He has a big lead in receiving yards on the team. I think he's almost 500 uh, yards already. Uh, His next three games are against Philadelphia, against Washington, and then in Cleveland. The Eagles and the Redskins are giving up top 10 points to wide receivers. Cleveland is the 19th. Not great. Not awful. So John Brown is WR22 in standard scoring this year. I think you keep him in your lineup for at least this next three-game stretch. You guys like John Brown at all? Yeah. I like Josh Allen, too. So got him starting in my fantasy league. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, he's a good streaming quarterback. I like that option. I mean, outside of Cole Beasley and John Brown, what are the other options? Really? Running the ball. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I really appreciate John Brown's uh, floor out there. Mike would tell you Dawson Knox. He's a big Dawson Knox fan. I started him one week. I think Dawson Knox has proven who he is. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dave, are you buying stock in the Bills offense right now, or do you think that it's, you know, that they've just been beating a bunch of bad teams and – they're not going to be quite as good. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I like John Brown. He's number 14 in standard scoring this week for me, and that's also the ECR ranking. So everyone has him in the top 20, top 15, actually. Uh, so it's not uh, too big of a decision on whether or not to start him unless you're looking at a team that has, like, uh, Thomas Cup and Godwin as your receivers. Oh, that's and, not bad. And that would be pretty good if you Michael Thomas, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody either spent all their money in auction – Although I have Godwin, Julio Jones, and Beckham. Congratulations. And Beckham is not uh, bad doing all that. Yeah. Um, but I did spend a lot of money on those players. <laughs> <laughs> they are fancy. So Larry Fitzgerald, my last trending guy, week five at Cincinnati, 5.6 points. Week six at versus Atlanta, 6.9. And then last week, just 1.2 points in New York. Uh, just like Chase Edmonds, he was playing the Giants. So the Giants have a terrible defense, and Fitzgerald wasn't able to turn that into a whole lot. He did only have three targets on the game, but he wound up only having one catch. To start the year, he was doing great. A 100-yard game, or two 100-yard games, two touchdowns in his first three games. So looked really good for him back then. His yardage high since then is only 69 yards. That came against the really soft Atlanta defense a couple weeks ago. So the Giants, also soft. Fitzgerald only manages 12 yards. Apologies for that. Um. So, <laughs> you guys made me all lose my concentration. Uh, he has to play New Orleans this week, and then he plays the 49ers twice in the following three weeks after that. These are all terrible matchups. You're not going to want a lot of the uh, receiving core, I think, in uh, in Atlanta because he spreads the ball around a lot. He He throws it a lot. Kyler Murray does, but they go to a lot of different receivers. One guy may sort of emerge, but they have some really tough matchups right now. Um, Key player Fitzgerald on your bench. 
Are you guys interested in trading for him? I have him in a couple leagues. <laughs> Maybe I can interest you in, uh, in a 36-year-old receiver halfway through the season. Nope. I don't have any shares, so I'm not looking about No, you had to sell the Larry uh, earlier in the year after his big game. Yeah, that would have been a good move. <laughs> so, um, Try to sell him to a gullible fool after the Tampa Bay game. That's right. Maybe, yeah. You should, uh, maybe you should, I'll get lucky. You should always try to sell old guys after they have a big game. Yeah. All righty. So is there is there a theme for the music tonight? Yes, Dave, there is a theme for the music tonight. I'm so glad you asked. I am not familiar with this song. You're not picking up the this is this is meatloaf. I can give you I can tell you guys that. Yeah, this is meatloaf. So there is a theme tonight. Uh, all of the songs that we play will have some sort of connection. If you can tell us the connection, there was a hint at the top of the show just to help you out. So maybe you guys will know. Maybe you guys will know uh, what the theme is. Uh, but if you listening at home or wherever you are know what the theme is, email Dave at Drink5 or Jason at Drink5.com and let us know what it is, and you may win a prize. And if you can identify specific specificities of the theme, as we've had in previous weeks, maybe you'll get a better prize. All right. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys let me know if you, uh, if you detect it, but tell me off air. We don't want to spoil it now. <laughs> so... This week, Mohamed Sanu got traded to the New England Patriots, so the rich get richer. Scott, you had some thoughts on that for us, and to check this out, uh, go to our website, guys, drink5.com. Scott has an article uh, about the trade, but um, you yeah, know, tell just, us about the trade, Scott. Well, you know what? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons got a, a really rich price for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, they got a second-round draft pick in this upcoming year's uh, football draft. Uh, but the Patriots got a pretty good wide receiver out of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was their third wide receiver in Atlanta. Uh, for a second-round draft pick, that's a, a really a lot of a lot of capital to get. In so, years past, when when Julio was down, etc., Sanu uh, occasionally had a really big game. Yeah. he's always shown uh, that he could he could be that guy. Absolutely, he's been very consistent. I think uh, uh, over the last three seasons, besides the fact that he's only missed two games, he's also uh, recorded about five or six hundred yards receiving and four touchdowns every single year. Um, so that's a lot coming from a wide receiver three, especially most mm-hmm. offenses don't even get that from there too. So. Um, Patriots are getting a steal. Well, I don't know about a steal, but they're paying a, actually a higher price than they would normally. They're usually very stingy. But um, he went to Rutgers, which I've heard Bill Belichick is a huge fan of. Um, <laughs> he ticks uh, all the Belichick he boxes. He does. He throws the football, too. He's uh, got a perfect passer rating, four touchdowns thrown over his career. So Belichick's just been eyeing him for a while now, Who is what knows? you're saying. Well, yeah. actually, yes. Um, they did try to get him before the year started. He's got little. He's got pictures of uh, Muhammad up in his, in his office. And doing baby oil things with themselves. Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I heard that they did offer a trade, the exact same trade, before the year started. But now since the Atlanta Falcons are, what, 1-6, uh, they might as well think about next year uh, yeah. what they can do with the team. Careful so. what you say about Belichick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Is he listening? Uh, he's, he's always listening. He's always listening. <laughs> or recording. <laughs> oh, boy, we're all screwed now. <laughs> So, uh, what do you, what do you think for the fantasy impact of the team? Like, 
obviously Sanu is a big enough talent that he's going to be in the lineup most of the time for well, the yeah, Patriots, especially, right? Yeah, I mean, you think today you hear uh, Josh Gordon's put on IR, so bam, there you go. You got your wide That's receiver right. two, your first. You got a big man there where, you know, Edelman's going to get a bunch of, you know, peppered with passes, but uh, Sanu, maybe he'll go for long, long balls, and uh, he's just got that big body, maybe possession receiver. Um, but either way, he's going to get his points, and uh, I expect big things. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, straight up wide receiver one every single week because it's the Patriots' offense, but uh, he's definitely going to be a, a significant part, I think. Well, they still have uh, Nikhil Harry coming back uh, later this year yeah. as well, and they're they're just a scary team in general. So yeah. whenever they bolster their wide receiver core, it's pretty bad news for everybody else. I would agree with that. But yeah, this is not a, a token get, so. This is something that's going to be, I think, a big part of the offense, um, and it's going to be really hard to defend Edelman and uh, Sanu on, on both sides of the field. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They Their offense is a well-oiled machine. I mean, watching that game on Monday, it was just like I felt like I was doing something else while I was watching, and I felt like every time I looked back up, there were there were either more points or they had the ball. Yep. It was just um, they're just killing it right now. Yeah, I felt bad for, uh, for the Jets. <laughs> He's seeing ghosts. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that uh, I'm on Le'Veon Bell's side. ESPN didn't need to harp on that quite so much. That's news. they got to push something. There was nothing else to talk about on that game. <laughs> to be fair, the Jets did nothing. Yeah. If Sam Darnold was completing some passes, then they could talk about that at least. Well, I don't know that it was such a big deal. I mean, you guys listened to, to what Brett Favre said about it and other people said yeah, about it. It doesn't. I'm My point is that I don't think that ESPN needed to make such a big deal out of it. Well, be, Sure, because it's it's a term that's been used a, a while in football, and it's just taken out of context by those people that are not in in the game. Right. It's not like he was seeing uh, quadruples of everyone. <laughs> he was just uh, he was just out of his element. Uh, confidence was shaken, and he kept thinking everyone was rushing him. So, because they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that defense is brutal. Right. Poor now. Darnold. Yeah. Um. So, what about the Falcons? You've got one fewer guy in the rotation there. Are you just going to see more action to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley? Yeah, that's what I'd expect. I'm sorry, Austin Hooper, the greatest tight end (laughs) in the league. No, you'll get more Hooper here because a lot of Sanu was a slot in possession, right? Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Yes, I don't need this Travis Kelsey bum on my team anymore. I've got Austin Hooper. (laughs) I I think it pumps up Hooper a lot more than uh, Jones, just the way uh, Matt Ryan's been throwing. You guys, I love this news. I'm really enjoying your take on this. It's all Austin Hooper. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I was a big hyper of Austin Hooper in the preseason. Drafted him in several leagues, and now I'm reaping the rewards. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't put this trade in that context literally until right now. So that's great news that it'll actually be better for Hooper. So you're changing your team name to to Hoop Hype or Hooper Hyper? Hanging with Austin Hooper. I like mine better. Hoop, Hoop Hype. <laughs> I mean, hanging with Austin Hooper is kind of one that's been around for a while. Or Mr. Hooper. They're all made of cheese. Was that a movie or a TV show? Or <laughs> it was a TV show, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, coach? it's, you know, it's plenty corny. Anyways. When she was just a girl
All right. I actually don't know the uh, the theme either, so I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> you don't know the theme? You know, Cold Coldplay's uh, dropping a new album soon. I know I'll give you. I'll everyone's give you really a excited hint about a little that. bit later, I guess. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I've yeah, just been. Should. I've been concentrating on the beer, the, the cold okay. beer, not the uh, not the play. I did not. Th- there is no theme to the beer aside from them all being IPAs. Can which I, I, can I have one more of those guessed. too? Guest. Yes, thank you, sir. What a I'm good. what a lovely man, George is. All right. He's good. So we're looking at uh, injuries then, and there's been a lot of them. Uh, some of these are injuries that have been going on, and, and some are, are those that are brand new to this last week. Some are, are pretty funny uh, within the context of the injury, and I'm going to laugh a little bit, so so don't don't take it out of context. It's You're ins- laughing at the injuries because they're pitiful. all the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why stop at anyone? Because uh, you're being cruel. Uh, as you wish. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with Patrick Mahomes, and we, we mentioned him a little bit in talking about the uh, upcoming Kansas City and uh, Packers game. He has a knee injury, and I believe it was a dislocated kneecap. And yes. he went and did an MRI. Uh, originally, the news of that and all the chatter from the team and all the beat reporters had a little bit more of a conservative amount of time off the field. It was all the way up to, I was saying, five or six weeks. Some people said perhaps it would be the whole season. Obviously, the MRA came back a little bit better than they than they thought. And Adam Schefter then lowered that uh, after he talked to Mahomes and the team to more like three weeks. Now they think he's going to beat that estimate. And that's great. Mahomes hasn't had a whole lot of injuries. And, and so he's someone that we are not going to consider an injury-prone quarterback. There, there are some out there, but it's not him. Uh, he had a limited practice today. And some people, because of that practice, were then crying for a miracle because they they wouldn't necessarily say that uh, he was not going to play. Did he rest for three days and then... Come back back to practice. Yes. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for Patrick Mahomes, he is not the chosen quarterback. So is that uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Or Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Uh, okay. So um, <laughs> he's not going to play this week. That's just not going to happen. Um, Mahomes will probably suit up though in week nine or ten, well before the bye in week twelve. In the meantime, we have Matt Moore. Matt Moore, who's 4% owned in Yahoo. And he performed admirably for the small amount of time that he was out there managing the offense. He did have, uh, I think, a 57-yard or something about like that touchdown. Um, so that pumped up his... Wasn't his... That, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I sort of assumed it was a catch-and-run from Tyreek Hill. Is that right? Uh, I did not see this game. I was, I was uh, on vacation. It was uh, just a dinky little 8-10 to yard uh, crossing route that once Hill caught it, Okay. Yeah. You know, they have a thing called highlights. We should check them out sometime. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't think to watch them. Well, I saw most of it. Um, but but I, I don't, I don't want to see Kansas City wide receivers getting a bunch of touchdowns because I don't have any of them. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I, I think that Matt Moore, we all know him from his, uh, from his storied past as, as a backup. Um, someone who's been not very good for a while now on Miami. You could say things like... Oh, he's that guy from Hard Knocks. You could say some, something like, well, it's the, it was the Dolphins, or yeah, he's a veteran quarterback, now he's seated in a better offense. That Matt Moore. I don't believe in any of that. I don't think he'll be anywhere near the level of a QB1. I think it downgrades the entire offense completely. 
Uh, and I think as long as Matt Moore is out there that you can't really trust anybody on that offense except for uh, Travis Kelsey because uh, he's not going to throw the deep ball. He's going to rely on the defense making mistakes in order for those players to, to turn those into big plays. And the running game has been just a jumble of chaos in the last several weeks over there with, uh, with old guys and injured guys and, and new guys that they don't know who's doing what. So uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is out, which will probably be another two weeks, I do expect him to be back for week 10. Um, that makes sense. I, I think d- they have a week 12 buy, so he'd pay 10 and 11 still. Yeah. I, I do not think that, that we should be playing people from Kansas City or expecting them to win games. What do you guys think? So you wouldn't even feel comfortable with more as an emergency fill-in and say a 2QB So well, Dave does have him ranked at 26. This, I think you could find someone better is what I'm saying. Unless you're in like a 14-team league or something, there's someone better. I'd rather so, play Tannehill. I'd rather play... Uh, um, heck, I'd rather play almost anybody, as as demonstrated by Jason. There's six guys. You know that who's I... right next to Matt Moore on his list? Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Ooh, good question. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> so, so I would I would rather play Matt Moore than Mitch Trubisky. But oh, at least, at least we the baseline. there's the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, then we've got guys like Case Keenum and Ryan Fitzpatrick beneath him, and it's just it's craziness, right? I, I hear a lot you've of people. You've got Ryan Tannehill at 11. You I really hear... like him. I, I don't really like Ryan Tannehill, but they have a great like matchup. matchup yeah. They've got great uh, receivers they're finally throwing the ball to, so I think he's a good option for this week. But yeah, uh, Matt Moore, serious problems. Don't pick him up because you think he's going to hop into Mahomes' shoes because that's not going to happen. He's not the right size. He's like four sizes too small. <laughs> what does this do for the running game? Um, I, I assume that we'll see more of it unless they get behind, but that what does that mean for us? Uh, Damian Williams... Doesn't really uh, do very much right now in that offense. And uh, the other guys, uh, Darrell and... Well, they got LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I'm getting to him. Oh. But LaShawn McCoy is old and hasn't been performing at a high caliber either. Uh, I just don't see anybody there being very playable. Of course, you could play LaShawn McCoy as, let's say, a running back two or flex position this week. But do you really want to? There's more exciting options. They have to get down the field, right? Very true. Yeah, that's the problem here. And three people back. But does that make Travis Kelsey an exceptional play? Or is this going to be one of these games where they end up just like double-teaming everybody close to the line of scrimmage and, and, and they go three and out five times? I feel more comfortable with Kelsey in a PPR than non-PPR for sure. I think the, the target share will be there. Um, whether or not he'll be able to produce with it, with teams knowing what Matt Moore is and isn't capable of, it's coin flip. Yeah. Well, let's let's try to get through some of these guys pretty quickly because we have a lot of them. Here's some other quarterbacks. Matt Ryan with an ankle. Ryan has thrown for over 300 yards in every game this year except for last week's performance when he sprained his ankle and was taken out. We must assume that he would also have scored over 300 yards in that game because that's just what they're doing. They're throwing for their lives, and they've lost a lot of games in a row. Five straight losses. Um, is it possible that they could let him sit longer uh, to not risk a long-term injury because the Falcons suck this year? Yes, absolutely possible. Uh, do you play him if he plays? Yes, because he'll throw for 300 yards. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so that's, that's the situation we're in. Cam Newton with a foot still out. Uh, Kyle Allen is undefeated and only 8% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Why is that? Why is he 8% owned as an undefeated quarterback? He uh, score points. Yes. So he's a, he's a game manager. <laughs> the same reason he's 28th on your rankings. That's exactly right. So, so we're all agreed uh, because the offense is Christian McCaffrey. 
So if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're good. If you have anyone else, it's a problem. Uh, the 49ers defense has been <laughs> not quite as good. Has been playing lights out, and that's why he's uh, he's ranked that low, 28th on my list, because the 49ers have been killing everybody. And I don't think they'll be able to stop McCaffrey every play, but I don't think that uh, Kyle Allen's going to have any big passing plays for points this particular week. Um, we could talk a little bit more about whether or not Cam Newton will come back. In my opinion, um, if Kyle Allen loses this game spectacularly and Cam Newton comes back and practices for a full week, they'll bring Cam Newton back. Yeah. If Kyle Allen finds a way to win this game, then all the fans and, and the coaches will, will want Kyle Allen to sit in the driver's seat. So this is the game for him, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you can win a big game on a ro- on the road against an undefeated team, then you're better than Cam Newton is right now. This is Cam Newton's not winning this game on the road. This is definitely the, the litmus test for him. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Well, I guess. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Uh, Mason Rudolph uh, with a concussion, and he cleared last week. He's going to be starting against everybody's favorite team to play fantasy players against. That's the Dolphins. Yay! He should be doing a lot of handing the ball off to James Conner, who I would have put on the injured list, except he's not injured any longer. Uh, Jalen Samuel might come back or might not. We'll see. But they do have Benny Snell and James Conner. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, a lot of little passes. That's what they've done well with. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Mason Rudolph come out of this with two touchdowns and 200-plus yards, which makes him another good fill-in for these bye weeks especially in this scenario. So I, uh, I actually have Mason Rudolph as number 20. I might raise him a little bit, depending on the news throughout the week, but the ECR, which is the expert consensus ranking, does agree with me on that. Although I don't always agree with, uh, with the consensus, it seems like everyone thinks he's pretty much a solid low-end quarterback too, uh, maybe for the rest of the year, as long as he's able to manage the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, because they do have a lot of good playmakers on that team when they're healthy. And they're playing the Dolphins, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I need a cowbell. Did they have cowbells invented back then? You only had the uh, tambourine. about throwing a drop of hot sauce in those shots. Ooh. I figured since you just came back from the Caribbean, or is it the Caribbean? Caribbean. Did you get some of those when you were there? No, but but Scott and I have a lot of good experience. I'm guessing Dave didn't go to Senior Frogs this time around. No, with going out to the islands and ask them to put the hottest sauce they have in in the in a shot of whiskey. And just seeing what we could do to wreak havoc on our stomachs. Yeah. All it was right. Great, though. It was great. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about running backs. So, uh, David Johnson, Jason brought him up earlier. I will say a couple of things here. So, uh, Chase Edmonds, 75% owned now. Obviously, not that much before. He went up a great deal, I think something like 50% uh, this past week. Although Jason made a good point that he was still scoring points, regardless of, uh, of what week it was over the past several. Um, part of the reason for that was the back injury and, and moving on to another injury from David Johnson. So over the past couple of weeks, he hasn't been super healthy. They've been going to Edmonds more. Um, he had 126 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. Uh, I think that David Johnson will not practice this week and he will not play this week, making Edmonds a wonderful play. I agree with you about Alfred Morris and Zach Center being signed only to back up Edmonds. So I think anyone that got him should play him. And the 25% of leagues who haven't picked him up are just a bunch of idiots. Uh, and we should we should help them 
help you them. You know, one thing I noticed to the lights. when I was talking about Chase Edmonds in my column, um, which is called Statistically Insignificant. I couldn't find the audio clip. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyways, Chase Edmonds was owned in plus 14% of the leagues by Monday morning, which means like 14% of Yahoo leagues don't have waivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There, that's a whole podcast we could talk about, which is really interesting, is the different kinds of rules that people have on their fantasy football leagues and the fact that a lot of these were started a long time ago, right? Yeah. So a lot of leagues are really old, and we basically have this tier of things that have been added to them over the years. Now we have things like FAAB, where you're bidding for free agents. Uh, we have things like uh, like waivers that are continuous. Um, but there are still a lot of leagues, none of which I'm in anymore, but up until a couple of years ago, I was actually in one where there, there were no waivers. And I loved it because the jobs that I was working at in digital and, and technology, yeah. I could always just pick up anyone whenever I wanted to. So <laughs> it was fantastic. But let's be honest, all of us are not available all the time. So it kind of sucks for those people in those leagues where maybe they're out at lunch with their parents or, or you know, they're, they're working. <laughs> they come home and, and three things have happened in the news and all those players are gone. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Sucks. It, that's what happens. It really is. This is like a, a like an Atari twenty six hundred as opposed to an Oculus Quest. <laughs> here we go. So carry on, Johnson. Knee. I know I have one person in mourning over here. May he rest in peace. <laughs> He's on IR now. He he will come back if he can in week sixteen. But that doesn't matter at this point. You drop him. Um, you, you don't pick him up for the one game he comes back from injury for the championship. Effectively, his season is over. Yes. His fantasy football season is over. He had five carries for 23 yards before exiting the game, which is a lot better than David Johnson. Uh, but if you started both, and a lot of people did, they lost the game. <laughs> Unless they had Marvin Jones. <laughs> and give me a good tight end and quarterback from last week. From last week? Yeah, yeah Darren, Darren Waller. Waller man. And give me a good quarterback. Lamar Jackson. Okay, that, see, that could have won you. You could have, you could have survived that running back problem. I mean, Aaron you have Rodgers. You probably need Aaron Rodgers to survive that crazy. Did, did he score like 43? 43 points. He was the number yeah. one scorer of the week by 8 or 10 points. So if you have the Raj and the Wall and... And the Edmonds. And, and the Chase. The Chase. <laughs> Sometimes I like to look and see uh, on the Fantasy Football subreddit, there's, there's a guy who, who creates these lineups that are like the best possible lineup. Um, or the worst possible lineup of the week, and the worst uh, possible lineups are always really entertaining. <laughs> where you have like the best possible players who did the worst they could possibly do. <laughs> I mean, like you just look at that if you're having a bad day and you're like, well, I didn't score five, so <laughs> I did better than that. So sixty, a lot better than five, you know. At least I didn't start Mitchell Trubisky and David Montgomery. <laughs> So, so let's think about Tariq Cohen and basically all of the Bears' offense. Let's think about uh, the replacements here. So, Ty Johnson, sixty-five percent owned now, uh, slotting in immediately as the starter. He didn't have a great performance uh, when he came in for carry on, but he obviously had all of the snaps. That's what's important here in this offense. They're moving the ball, passing the ball a lot. Stafford looks good behind center, uh, much unlike last year, but. Uh, he may end up being in more of a committee than people think with J.D. McKissick, who's 21% owned, who's the passing down back, but I think they might split that out a little bit. And remember, there are three guys out there that I think they could they could grab, and I think they will grab one of them. This is my opinion. Uh, Jay Ajayi is, is now cleared and ready to be picked up as a free agent. C.J. Anderson is also available, and Spencer Ware. Any of those guys might perform better in the role that they want him to as far as uh, someone to, to be that um, uh, short yardage or, or 
uh, early down back. Yeah. And they had C.J. Anderson on the team earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So he probably knows some of the exactly. Uh, he, he, yeah, I think of those three guys, he would uh, pick them up. But I think you have someone more interesting in mind. Well, I, a lot of people have been talking about Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake did really well at the end of last year. He's been a uh, running back that people have looked at as explosive, but he's been in the Dolphins. So it's one of those things where uh, he's not getting the snaps, the team's not very good, the offensive line has problems. But the Dolphins have said over and over that they're happy to trade him before the trade deadline, which is October 29th. And on top of that, he is a running back that fits the bill for exactly what the Detroit Lions like. So I think it's very likely, because Kerryon Johnson is out for the year, that they put in a bid for Kenyon Drake this coming week. Uh, and we might see Kenyon Drake in Lions colors. If that does happen, he will start over Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. What do you guys think? Do you think it's more likely they pick up a C.J. Anderson, uh, someone to help out Ty Johnson, or do you think they take a three-down back uh, or someone who can play more snaps like Kenyon Drake but have to give up some draft capital for it? I'm, I'm kind of in your Kenyon Drake camp. Yeah. It, it just makes the most logical sense for the team. Uh, obviously, if they do go out and trade for him, I would still, at least this week, uh, put my faith in Ty Johnson. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, you know, maybe if you're desperate, a little McKissick. Uh, but after that... If they do trade for Drake, they're going to try to integrate him as quickly as possible. Well, he's a good pickup. Johnson's going to do pretty well, I think. Even if he doesn't do well, he's still going to give you eight points or nine points or whatever you, you bought him for. But what I saw is people picking him up with uh, with FAAB at like $60. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys are ruining your team. <laughs> I saw that well, too, yeah. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't picked up anybody else yet. And they, as far that's as correct. Know, that's he's correct. the bell cow for this team. He could be the guy, but he's not a bell cow because McKissick already is the passing okay. down back. He'll take some third down work. But um, to counter what you guys say, am I making the playoffs if I'm the Detroit Lions right now? Maybe. Uh, maybe, but I'm not, like, guaranteed. It's not like I'm the Rams trying to trade for Jalen Ramsey. What are the uh, standings in the NFC North, Jay? Uh, I believe it Packers goes Packers, Vikings, Lions. Packers, Vikings, Packers, Vikings <laughs> Bears, Lions. Bears. And we're 3-3 three and three as the Bears, so... Yeah, they're not looking very good right now. Why trade away draft capital, your future, when you're already not really going anywhere? I think C.J. Anderson, if he's already been on the team, probably sounds like what they might do. Or maybe they'll just see what see what Ty Johnson will do. So That's, sorry a, that's a fair point. Mic, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, why, why ruin your, your future? We've already seen what that, what that can do to some teams. Well, this is all speculation. I simply think that he's the best fit for the offense. However, they may not want to give up that much to get him. Uh, especially now with uh, some of the, the capital that's had to be given up. Uh, we we're talking about in a little bit, uh, Manuel Sanders, where there was a second-round pick, which is a, a, an awful lot for someone who... Yeah, I agree. Sanders was a third-round pick, I think. I think it was Sanders, a second-round pick. Sanders was second. It was two picks, wasn't it? Sanders and a fifth. Oh, yeah, fourth and, fourth and fifth. Sanders and, and a fourth? fifth for a third. Third and a fourth. You guys yeah. are 100% correct. San, Sanu was... Uh, Sanu was a second. Was so a, the, the value is one. higher. Yeah. The Lions this year um, have given up, or sorry, for 2020, have given up their seventh-round pick. It's a conditional that may go to the 49ers, but they did acquire a fifth-round pick a couple of days ago by trading Quadri Diggs over, which was a little, he's a cornerback, it was a little bit confusing. He's playing all right, and they could use him, so perhaps they were trying to stockpile a little bit more capital in order to trade for a guy like Kenyon Drake. Maybe they have a three-way trade situation going on that needed to happen. Could yeah. be, Three but I, I think that the most likely scenario <laughs> Here, Drake. 
if they need to get another guy, is to sign C.J. Anderson. Okay, I, I agree with all you guys. I think we're all on the same page. Um, Ito Smith, concussion. Already ruled out for Week 8. Brian Hill is the backup for Devonta Freeman right now. Brian Hill is 0% owned and should continue to be, in my opinion. He will back up Devonta Freeman against Seattle, but I expect Freeman to handle the majority of the snaps here in this argument. I just hope he doesn't punch somebody. Um, I, I honestly think, and I did watch this game. Is that uh, a dig at Freeman? There were some. Yeah, he got ejected. You should week. be allowed to punch somebody if they're literally holding you off your feet. Well, I was just going to say that I think that, I, I think that, that, that call was, was incorrect. And that's why we've seen nothing about it. There's been no fines, no like suspensions, nothing. Because it's not no, no further punishment for Freeman. Because he didn't really do anything that wrong. Right. He's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down. Put me down. Yeah, exactly. So so Ido Smith, um, uh, he's out. Freeman's gonna handle most of this, and I think he's gonna get his first rushing touchdown this week. Um, so count me on that. Adrian Peterson, ankle, getting over a high ankle sprain. And Chris Thompson has turf toe. He's sidelined as well. So Wendell Smallwood might end up being the three-down back for this offense. Do you, do you want to go out and pick up a Wendell Smallwood 1% owned on the Washington Redskins? Do you guys want a show of hands? You, you cannot skip this line you wrote, Dave. Wendell Smallwood? I do not want Wendell Smallwood, no. <laughs> not against Minnesota on a Thursday. I said Wendell Smallwood will suck up some snaps like a Dyson. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Look, if you're someone who's all about just like who's gonna get volume, like Wendell Smallwood, gonna see some action on th- Thursday night. That's true. He's gonna see some action, but he's gonna get more than seven carries. Yeah, I promise you that. He'll be good. More than seven carries. But he might wake up in the wrong in, in a bet he didn't intend on. You know, being I, I just want to digress for one second. We we've been poking a lot of fun at the seven carries for the Bears. The real ridiculous stat from that game is that, um, what's his face, the little guy. Had the little guy Tariq Cohen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank the, you. I one. need you guys here tonight. The joystick little had uh, nine catches for 19 yards. There you go. That is the ugliest stat I've seen in a long time. Well, it all starts with the with the troops. Yeah, it it starts and ends with the troops. Actually, I don't want to I don't want to make this into a Bears discussion, but I think personally that the main problem is the offensive line, and it's not very good this year. It's, and, it's true, it's not. And so that, that kind of is where it starts. But you know what else isn't very good this year? The quarterback? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Right. So I don't have any faith in uh, Peterson's ability to get the job done, so uh, so Smallwood is a good guy to go after if you have bye week problems and you're desperate. But I also don't have any faith in the Washington Redskins. So avoid the situation nice. entirely. Well done. I think George just got the theme for the night. It doesn't help. It might help that he has the song list sitting next to him. (laughs) Nice work, sir. All right, so uh, just a couple more guys to go through, and I'm going to try to be quick because we do have some more uh, material to cover. Um, so if you guys have uh, anything you want to say, just uh, just chime in real quick or, or, or give me a uh, – just hit me. Uh, mm, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. Well, raising your hands is kind of weird. Um, you know, you could you could just, like, kick me under the table or, or some shit. That's just as weird as raising your hand on the radio. All right, that's fine. Well, I don't have to tell them that someone's raising their hand. <laughs> See? I'm going to knock. It's the magic of radio. Will Fuller hamstring out with a hamstring. 
All right, there we go. No, soft tissue injuries uh, often plague these guys, the fast downfield catchers. And Fuller is no stranger to injuries that can keep him off the field for weeks at a time. It's happened for years now in his career. It's a significant, in quotations, hamstring pull, which is what I've heard from the beat reporters. And it's also a big reason why Kenny Stills, who's 47% on, was a top waiver pick this week. So Stills can play a similar role to Fuller. He can stretch the field. You guys already know that. He's been on teams where he's done it before several times. And he has also played in a, in a role similar to the slot role that Kiki Cutie was brought on to the Texans to play. So he's kind of all over the place. What's great is that Kiki Cutie is healthy again, and he is great. He is really good when, when he is uh, out there and healthy with Deshaun Watson in space. So the fact that we don't have Fuller, that sucks. I mean, Fuller obviously demonstrated that he could be a uh, high production fantasy value. But the problem with him is he, he will yeah, probably never... Yeah, PPR points convince you of that. He will probably never finish... <laughs> Uh, a, a yeah, whole, a I whole don't season. see him playing a 16 game season ever in his career. Honestly, I think the problem with all of these guys is Deshaun Watson. <laughs> no, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is bad, right? He, he's been scoring his points in bunches this year. What? He's, he's only made the top 12 two weeks so far? He's like the WR2 QB. Or QB2. <laughs> I, I know, I know. He, he's, he's been going off. He has a good four. Right? But he is he's, he's not consistently hitting his wide receivers, the same wide receivers, week in and week out. He's spreading around a lot. So yeah, Will Fuller's out. Is it going to be Stills? Is it going to be QT? Or is Hopkins going to eat up all the targets this week? This is a hot take, but he's scored 25 points at least four times. I, I, I don't disagree with you that he does have some low games. 12, 11, 17. He, he has had some lower games and higher games balance that out to create an average. So you're, you're right. And, and I'm not saying that you can just pick one. You can't just say QT and Stills, uh, they're, they're both going to do really well because you can't. I mean, it's the same situation with like, the Saints from a couple of years ago. Who's Drew Reeves going to put it to? You know, I, I... Right. You're going to have Hopkins, but the second guy, who's the second guy? And it's going to be a different guy every other week. So, so I'm just saying that a lot of, of places that I go to to look at for news, and me, myself, and I tend to agree with that Kenny Stills is going to be the guy because there's a lot of chemistry there with Watson. And I think QT will probably be left out a bit. Um, but all that I was, was trying to say is that the, the, the QT, Stills, and Hopkins uh, core is not that bad. Like getting rid of Fuller, horrible, right? That sucks. But, but Stills is the guy they acquired from guess what team? Miami, the, the Dolphins, who everyone's going to trade with by the end of the year, they're going to have nobody yeah. left. Uh, is a field stretcher too, so that's that's great. Now uh, you you do have a, a valid point though. I I mean, as good as Deshaun Watson is, he could have a week uh, next week where I say start Stills and Stills gets like two catches for fifteen yards. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm all with your train of thought. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's a bit of a dice. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's guaranteed. Yep. I agree. Adam Thielen with a hamstring, so it's that time of year, guys. Uh, couldn't have happened at a worse time for Thielen because Cousins has been reading too many internet forums about his poor performance and inability to pass the ball downfield, and he's is gone it, the opposite direction over is the it, past Is it him weeks. reading the internet, or is it him having his wide receivers in his ear shouting about throwing the ball, or rather not throwing them the ball? Yeah. I, I think, personally, that... Uh, I think that... The injury doesn't seem as serious as Will Fuller's to Thielen. I think that Kirk Cousins will do fine for stretches, but he's one of those guys where they're going to go back to Delvin Cook again for a while. Um, It's totally about the squeaky wheel, right? Like everybody said. Yeah. Stefan Diggs complained, and and he got this amazing game. That's going to happen uh, week off, week on, depending on their opponents. 
But uh, the seventh-round rookie wide receiver, Ola B.C. Johnson, is the guy that I wanted to highlight here who's been catching on as the WR3 in Minnesota, and he'll have a lot more opportunities with Thielen out. He had a touchdown and like 50-plus yards, I think four-plus receptions last week. When I say four-plus receptions, it's probably just four. <laughs> he didn't have four plus. That's not actually or a number, BC. right? But it I think, could be five, I guess. I think it's a sneaky play. So. I, I I like to point out these guys during the bye weeks, et cetera, that you could play. Uh, now, if you have a team, you're starting Ola B.C. Johnson this isn't even and a, Wendell Smallwood, then you're in trouble. This isn't even the <laughs> receiver that I think Sean Foss told us about. But yes, three out of his four games, he has four receptions. Exactly. So that's a that's a nice floor to start with, thinking that he'll move into a role that Adam Thielen was in, in a spot where Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball more. We could end up seeing a game from him with like six yards, uh, or sorry, uh, six receptions, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Will Olobisi be wearing yellow gloves? I don't know. Is he does he normally? Adam Thielen wears yellow gloves. Oh, so he's going to take... Well, it depends on the size of his hands. Okay. Otherwise, he had to have a maid and everything, and that's that's rough. Well, let's see. Old BC six foot. It's probably close to uh, um, Adam Thielen's size. <laughs> Kirk, I'm just, I'm just guessing here. Christian Kirk with an ankle injury. He's been limited in practice for the past two weeks. Oh. I, th- I think it'll be a game-time decision against the Saints in week eight. Um, just about what every fantasy team manager wants to hear. Game-time decision. The, the worst part... Um, is that we, we talked about Arizona earlier. They're going to throw the ball a lot. They didn't last week, but that's what they normally do. That's their MO. And I think personally that uh, having him back is, is the key to them winning some more games, to Kyler Murray getting points. It can't just be throwing to the, the old guy all the time. It can't, can't continue that way. Well, but will he play this week? Done. Will he play this week? Game-time decision. I, I, I'm leaning in favor yeah. of him playing this week. I mean... I don't want to say just an ankle injury, but it's kind of just an ankle injury. You take a week off, you get right, and you get back into the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they try to ease him into it or not, depends on how much of a challenge they have playing this week. Yep. A.J. Green with another ankle, and, and we've been talking about A.J. Green all season. Both ankles? <laughs> the the latest is that he'll return after the bye week. Um, it does look like he has been uh, practicing, not necessarily with the Bengals, but he has been uh, warming up and cutting and stuff by himself. What I've seen in uh, uh, in reports from, from people on Twitter and people in the organization are saying that he's ready to play as soon as uh, the week following the bye week. But the problem there is, is he going to be a Bengal ever again? Uh, with the Bengals tanking right now, is there really a reason for them to hold on to that big contract that they have with him? Would it be more likely that he gets traded? That's certainly a possibility. There's a lot of teams right now that that could grab a guy like A.J. Green. Uh, I don't think the Bengals want to interfere with their draft position next year by bringing him back out and and accidentally winning some games. (laughs) So who will he go to? I don't know, but I think that he's going to get traded. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard that he's a, a big hometown guy, so he might want to try and stay create a legacy in Cincinnati, even if it means he doesn't win a championship. <laughs> That's interesting. silly, but I, I, I thought I read or heard that. Look, some guys can make a ton of money by being an ex-football player in a city. Just ask any of the 85 He's Bears. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but they did have to win a Super Bowl in order to reach that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all he needs is like three car dealerships in Cincinnati. He'll be good. set for life. And he can hire Josh Gordon and he can move out to Cincy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins, hamstring, a lot of hamstrings. Chairman of the midseason pulled hamstring club, actually, is Sammy Watkins. But he has been practicing, and he should start this week against the Packers, and he's always an option to blow up. 
Um, he's not a recommended play, but he's an option to blow up. I think I have him uh, notched in as wide receiver 54 or something like that this particular week. But even though I say that, he could very easily score 22 fantasy points because it's just that fucking unpredictable. Matt Moore, however, will not allow him. <laughs> Going to hold him back a little bit, you think? Will not allow him to score that many just points. Just a bit. Tyrell Williams with a foot, and he's back at practice. Williams has been missing since week four, and the Raiders have been struggling because of it. The leading receiver on the Raiders is... Darren Waller. Darren Waller. So they need a guy to stretch the field because right now they can only move it eight yards at a time. Uh, a guy like Tyrell Williams might allow the Raiders to actually win a couple more games. And It'd be fine. I mean, they've been winning. It's been impressive compared to what we thought would happen. Well, you like cool stats. Uh, Williams has played it. Has scored a touchdown in every game he's played in. So uh, that's right. So I don't see any reason why he won't score another touchdown if he comes back on Sunday. <laughs> that's, just, that's just John Gruden. Yep. John Gruden has said that his offense runs through his number one right receiver, and he's been looking for it. Yeah, that's why you wanted Antonio Brown. Exactly, exactly. That would have been a great number one wide receiver for them. I'm yep. saying Imagine how good that team would be if he was just a player. He's, he's not, but but, yeah. but he's a number one receiver for a team that doesn't have one. Exactly. Yeah. John Gruden has this Antonio Brown shaped hole. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to force it in. He's going to make it work. Okay, so we have a uh, question from the listeners. I just want to remind anybody who's listening, uh, if you're listening to us live, you can ask us questions in the chat room. Um, but Corey wanted to know, guys, should he start Juju Smith-Schuster, who's playing Monday night against the Dolphins, or Marvin Jones, who's playing on Sunday against the Giants? Uh, did he tell you what, what league, uh, what kind of league it's in? What scoring? kind of league is it in? I don't know, Corey. Tell us what kind of league is it in. We'll, we'll, we'll assume standard for the moment. But if you, if you have two different answers, then go ahead and say so. Um, uh, I'm I, all for Juju. I don't have two different answers, but but being a Steelers fan, I'm I'm a little troubled by uh, by Juju in uh, in the past um, with the new quarterbacks. He hasn't worked out that well. However, he's playing Miami. Um, Marvin Jones had an amazing game last week, and Stafford has been throwing. Lights out. I have Juju in standard ranked 19 and Marvin Jones ranked 23. And then in PPR, Marvin Jones drops to 27. So I, I have to go with, with Juju. So it's half PPR, Corey says. Okay, well, it's the same for me for half PPR. I, yeah. ha- I have to go with Juju in a matchup that the Steelers should be able to walk all over the Dolphins. They're just a better team than them all over. Uh, Detroit's going to play the Giants, but they might end up... Uh, um, just throwing the ball back to Galladay and, and Marvin Jones is kind of a boomer bust guy this year. I mean, definitely boomer bust. Uh, I like Marvin Jones' potential uh-huh. a little more. I think he has a higher ceiling, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just, uh, the Certainly this year. <laughs> well, this game, I mean, Juju, maybe he gets seven passes and he doesn't score a touchdown or something they're coming off a bye they're playing miami oh god it it's sounds so good up. doesn't it them up, man. It i think that so they're good. gonna figure out the the longer passing offense i also agree with juju uh for this call yeah, but there's Marvin but there's jones has one good game i'm not gonna go put all my money but on there's it. a reason why they're only four apart in the rankings because jones has been good stafford throws the ball well and they have a guy in, in galladay who is is taking the the top uh defensive back so that's close for me. They also but run I, the ball a lot. I like the after the bye. Mason Rudolph's better than Duck. Juju's the top wide receiver. The Dolphins suck. Like, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, 
I think it's going to be a Deontay Johnson game more than a Juju game. Mm. So, uh, I think it's a James Conner game, to be honest. I, then that's also not a Juju game. Not a Juju game, game. I, I, yeah. I say Marvin Jones, but I, I guess I'm the odd man out. No, no, I mean, they're, they're right next to each other. Yeah, they're close, and that's why you would ask. Right. It's not like he's asking about guys who are 20 apart. Well, let's let's keep this one uh, fresh and, and see if Jones does come out. If Jones plays two good games in a row and does really well, I mean, he could return to form to how he was uh, um, uh, scoring Cincinnati? a whole bunch of points. No, no, he scored a whole bunch of points on the Lions. Yeah, that's true. It's just that last year Stafford, Stafford had some issues, that's all. Yeah. In spurts. All right. He doesn't consistently. <laughs> a streaky squirt. A So we mentioned it earlier, but Emmanuel Sanders got traded to the 49ers. Hold on a second. I've got two tight ends to mention oh, real quick. Oh, that's right. Uh, but we I, will, just, I just scrolled recklessly. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll get right to it, reckless scroller. Uh, Delaney Walker with an ankle playing injured last week. Walker had to exit the game after halftime and wasn't even targeted in the past game. And Jonu Smith, who's only 4% owned, is a good tight end. He's just not owned because Delaney Walker plays 100% of the snaps when he is healthy. However, uh, Delaney Walker is old. Lenny Walker is injured. This happened before. What happened when this happened before? He was out for the entire year. I think he's going to be out again for the entire year. So Jonu Smith is the tight end stock you want to own in Tennessee. I bought some Which today. is not worth anything. <laughs> I disagree with you. Delaney, Delaney Walker is a great tight end that scored a ton of points. If he's not there, then, then why wouldn't Smith do pretty well with a well, quarterback we'll that's see, better than Mariota? We'll see who Matt Moore, or not Matt Moore. Tannehill. I just assume Matt Moore because it's Tannehill. Ex-Dolphins quarterback <laughs> backing up someone else. You know, Tannehill's not that bad, and he's good from a fantasy perspective because he runs the ball. Um, but, but that said, uh, he doesn't throw to tight ends a lot, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. We'll have to, we'll have to wait on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I even held on to Jonu Smith for way too long in my Dynasty League. Well, it's, it's one of those things where your players in a dynasty league don't perform well until you hold on to them a long time and then cut them. If you guys think that like streaming tight ends or not drafting a good tight end is bad in redraft leagues, having a bad tight end situation is just hell in a <laughs> dynasty league. So I had Rob Gronkowski from the inception of this league up until last year, obviously. My tight ends are now <laughs> Gerald Everett, well, you won some championships. Christopher Herndon, but now you're done. and David Njoku. I am in tight end hell. But see, everyone in a dynasty league has to ride that wave. I know. You can't just stay up Gronkowski on top Gronkowski was forever. on two winning teams, so that's great. Props to you for mining for potential. When did you pick him up? I picked up Herndon earlier this year. Uh, I love this website, Flea Flicker, by the way. Just a free plug for them. I picked him up in week five. Okay. Yeah, so he was a, he was a waiver pickup in a dynasty league. That's great. But yeah. uh, we're digressing a little bit. Okay, well, here's my other tight end. Uh, Jared Cook, who, who has an ankle injury. Cook and Bridgewater have finally started to show some chemistry over the past few weeks. Uh, Cook did not play last week because of an ankle injury, but he has been pretty good, and they're going up against the Cardinals in Week 8, the Cardinals who every tight end wants to play against more than any other team. So, I love Jared Cook if he's available. I think I saw some news saying that maybe he was limited in practice, uh, but, but the notes that I wrote were just a couple hours old. So, maybe, Jason, you can, you can let me know if that's true or not. Uh, and then let's move right into Emmanuel Sanders' trade talk. Um, as Jason was setting you up, 
uh, George, we were going to talk about Emmanuel Sanders and and how valuable maybe he is to the 49ers, where he, where he's placed in there, and what happens to the Broncos because of them letting him go. You know, at, at, at first I thought this was kind of a kind of a lateral move for Emmanuel Sanders, uh, just in terms of his average production. Uh, but the more I thought about it, Shanahan has been yeah. trying to get, just like with uh, Gruden, is his primary guy. You know, they tried trading for Antonio Brown. They tried trading for Odell Beckham. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, Gotta imagine that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Shanahan's been looking for his guy in this offense, his number one wide receiver for a while. Yeah. Sure, I, I, you know, I could see that because, and, and it doesn't feel like it's necessarily that, but Sanders was not the one when he was in Pittsburgh, but he was the one for, what, three years in Denver at least. Yes. So I, I think he can do that, and it's definitely a better offense, better quarterback. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is definitely a more polished version of any rookie. That's for sure. He's a very good player, and he's been—he was in Denver for uh, six years. Oh well, up until this year. Well, he was this great on the Steelers season. too. But you're right—he he was never the one or close to it. He was—he was much better. So his first year in Denver was the best. Fourteen hundred yards, nine ca- nine touchdowns, one hundred and one catches. Wow. That we, oh, for for right now, anyways. I don't know that he reaches his 2014 heights. He seems to get hurt a little too often for that. Maybe not season long, but but on a, on a game per, to game. Per game average. I, who's really challenging him for targets? Yeah. George Kittle. A, 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 Two people can share a ton of targets on any team. That's if bad. if they throw the ball 25 times a game, which uh, I, I tried offering. Um, Emmanuel Sanders to one of our uh, Drink 5 guys, Sean Foss, who is on the podcast frequently and will be on next week, in fact. Uh, so listen to that. But I offered him Emmanuel Sanders, and he spouted a ton of stats about how they don't throw the ball anymore. Um, so I, that, that makes me a little worrisome. They're, but They're a defensive team with uh, with some good running backs. It's mostly Coleman and Breida right now. But Kittle, Kittle is great. But that's a perfect example of how the, they're just not tossing the ball. And, and guys like Goodwin and Debo are doing nothing. Dante Pettis. I don't. I don't understand why they don't toss the ball more often. But they're trading for Sanders, right? So they have to change that a little bit. That's yeah, he's not going to run it. <laughs> yeah. Watch. He just joins the running back by committee. And, and, and like, I agree. I think that they're going to run. They're going to throw the ball more, <laughs> and you have to in order to score a little, a few more points. Well, they're doing well. The better teams. That they're they're doing be well, but they're gearing up for a Super Bowl. They're gearing up for the. This the, is definitely a Super Bowl run that they need to put on. You know, and oh, that's why they need a guy to actually be consistent uh, when you're passing the ball to him. They're they're going to get the most that they possibly can out of Sanders. Yeah, because he's older too. It's, that's this is what it is. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, filling into the void, I really like Deshaun Hamilton. On Denver, yeah. So, do you think Cortland Sutton raises up a bit more, or 
Well, they're different players. Deshaun Hamilton is a is going to be a slot re- receiver, uh, and so he steps in right where Sanders was. Okay. Exactly. Sutton's different. Exactly. Yeah. There's room for both. Sutton stays the same. I would say maybe. I mean, I mean how much? Maybe maybe bump up Noah Pat Camp just a little bit, but uh, I think I think Deshaun Hamilton fully steps up and just fills that Sanders yeah, well, the real problem there is that Joe Flacco is not uh, not a good quarterback, and they're going to have to turn to Drew Locke uh, in the next couple of weeks, or or not. They could wait till next year because it's not like the Broncos are going to are going to yeah, <laughs> you know, go anywhere. But Drew Locke's going to have to be next season because uh, they got Brandon Allen plugged in as backup. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's Locke. Locke was coming back from IR. So that's why he's not on the charts, yeah. yeah. But so, but he might not come in. You're you're right. Like uh, they they might just chill on Flacco for a while. That's why they got him to chill on him for like a year. They actually just said earlier tonight that he is not ready yet, yeah. and we will play him when he's ready. That's what they say about Haskins too. That's these they maybe they're not ready. I mean, some quarterbacks yeah. aren't ready. They just the, the problem is if they make the decision too early, everyone looks bad. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I wonder if there's actual proof to say that, like, <laughs> They're if just you horrible. would have held on to someone, they would have actually succeeded rather than failing. Seeing all the ghosts out there. That's you know, I think there's a lot to be said about, well, if he's good, he's good, and if he's not, he's not. I don't know. And it all depends on how long you stick with him if you start him too early. Well, you put in Rodgers, like, as soon as he gets in the league, he's not going to be the quarterback he is right now. No, and Rodgers sat for longer than anybody. He sat for three years. But unfortunately, that, that people don't get the luxury of doing that anymore. Well, you need to have a Hall of Fame quarterback who you essentially have to kick out the door in order to have that kind of time to lead into it. Yeah. And that kind of foresight. And not many teams play for that far in the future anymore. Yep. Uh, So we have one more question from uh, Corey. He wanted to know about if you own Chubb, should you try to trade him? Right now, if you can get top five or ten value for is that redraft league or dynasty league or, or it's a league? it's a redraft league. Well, then no, you keep him because he's going to keep running the ball. I, I yeah, I'm not afraid of. I assume he's inferring like Kareem Hunt will be coming back and taking some carries. I'm not afraid of that. The Browns are horrible. But he plays but New Nick, England this week, but Nick, then it's Denver, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Arizona, a bunch of teams that like you can score points against. I mean, Pittsburgh has a pretty good run defense. <laughs> they do, and I, I, I will touch on that. And they play them twice. Later on. But, but yes, uh, I think he's more concerned yeah, about but they Hunt. also play Denver and Miami and Arizona and Cincinnati. I'm not concerned about Hunt. I'm concerned about the Browns being a horrible football team. Right, but Nick Chubb is the best player on that team, right. and he will continue to be that. I think so, too. Unless Odell manages to like completely go off. You, you, you're hoping. I am really hoping. I traded for him. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course I'm hoping. He went to Cleveland to die, man. Go off the rails. No, I mean, yeah, people go to Cleveland to die. This is a terrible choice. The Browns are horrible. Oh. They're always going to be horrible. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll touch on a few matchups that you should uh, be looking at to exploit if you have these players. I think that they're uh, perhaps some risky choices, but they may work out for you. So um, the Texans have been playing uh, pretty well, but then they ran into a division opponent that they can't get past. I forget their 
uh, total record, but I believe the Texans have only, in their history, which doesn't go back too far, have won three games against the Indianapolis Colts. So just remember that if you want to bet on them later in the year. Anyways, this week they're going to return home. They're going to play the Raiders, who just got smashed by the Packers. The Raiders are giving up the second most points to opposing wide receivers. And this is the matchup specifically that I want to exploit in this game. Obviously, you're going to start DeAndre Hopkins. Last week, he finally put up another 100-yard and one touchdown game. Um, But I like, in this game, Kenny Stills, who we've talked about a couple times tonight. He has 293 yards on the season uh, and only 15 receptions. That's almost 20 yards per catch. Uh, and he's only played five games, so he's kind of getting into it with the team. Uh, Will Fuller uh, is out this week, obviously, and uh, Stills and Kuti are going to fill the gap. I like them both as uh, starts if you're hurting for um, players. Obviously, I think the bye is Dallas and Baltimore. Uh, Dallas, there's several receivers that you may have started. Baltimore, fewer. You've got some truths in the NFL, and, and this year, like it has been for the past couple of years, the, the Browns suck, and the Raiders suck, and the Dolphins suck, and the Bengals suck. So <laughs> if, if anybody is playing against them, then starting them is a better option than not starting them. So I, I like Kenny Stills more than QT, but I like both of them this week, especially if you're, if you're hurting for players. Um, so the Green Bay Packers are playing Kansas City. Uh, this week, it was going to be a great Sunday night game when they planned it because it was Mahomes versus Rodgers, Andy Reid versus his old team, three-word teams versus, you know, another three-word team. Um, and I would like to see this team, this matchup in the Super Bowl, but it's probably not going to happen because the New England Patriots. Anyways, um, we're yeah. going to get no Mahomes in this game. Because of no Mahomes and you get Matt Moore, I think that the Chiefs are going to try to exploit the Packers' poor rushing defense. They are 26th in the league, uh, giving up yards on defense, and they're giving up the fourth most points to opposing running backs. So the Packers' defense, despite what we've seen, isn't very good against the run. In this game, I think LaShawn McCoy will be a safe RB2 or flex start, and I like Damian Williams. I don't think you do, Dave. Damian Williams is not a good running back. I like Damian Williams this week. He puts up the occasional big game, and this is a great spot for him. He's healthy again, and uh, he's <laughs> going to have – he had 11 touches last week. They weren't great, but they want to give him the ball again. How many rushes has he had this year so far? Oh, you're going to go with, like, the he can't have more than 50 rushes in Correct. a year or something? Correct. He's going to be out for the entire season if he has, like, 10 rushes this game. Well, <laughs> but if he scores points this game – He's got 41 rushes this yes, year. Yes, exactly. So, so he's only if he can make a lot work with nine rushes. Yeah. But if he rushes 12 times, he's going to be going on IR and he's done. Uh, well, mark this point at 9:53 <laughs> p.m. where we will have to cut this out for when he gets hurt. Does he is he allowed receptions before the touches? Yeah, before he's, the carries. He's always been a good. Give me like in. five catches before he gets those nine. He's carries. always been a good fill-in guy. The problem with him is you need the touchdown, and they're not going to get near the end zone because they have Matt Moore as their quarterback. They'll be fine. They have a really good offensive coordinator, okay. and the rest of the offense is very talented. Travis Kelsey will get them downfield. Oh, Tyreek Hill will get them oh. downfield. That <laughs> triggers me, Dave. You know it. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, so anyways, I like Damian Williams. I like LaShawn McCoy. We're not all in agreement on that, but I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> so it's a high-risk play, for sure. But they're going to need to run the ball to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Okay? Yeah, I agree with uh, them running more often than they normally do. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. They run like three to one, three, three times pass, one times run. Yeah. And that's not enough. 
They're going to run a lot. Closer to 50-50, I bet. Yeah, I think so. So uh, the next matchup I want to look at is the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. No, um, the, the Dolphins versus the Steelers. No, the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I am a bit lazy. I may have picked the same game twice, but I have more to say about this game. All right. The Chiefs are pretty bad as well, giving up points to opposing running backs. <laughs> they are giving up the eighth most points to opposing running backs. We know the Packers you have got two really good running backs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So I think if Aaron Rodgers can get an early lead, which he does all the time, there's so many Aaron Rodgers games where he scores all of his points in the first half. So I think that that could definitely happen in this game, especially if Matt Moore has a turnover or two. Mm-hmm. So um, Likely. It will be that kind of game uh, where the they rush for over 100 yards. They've only done that three times this year as a team. I think the Packers can do it again uh, if they score an early touchdown, something like that. So um, I think that... In order to control the game, the Packers are going to want to run the ball a lot. I would start both Aaron Ro- Aaron Jones, the real A.A. Ron, and Jamal Williams in this week. Uh, so what's going to happen from the game that we thought would have the two best quarterbacks in the league is that both teams would be very smart to run the shit out of the ball. Is that the ghost of Jamal Williams? Because I think he died like a couple weeks ago. No, he came back uh, two weeks ago and had like a huge game. Huh. But you're right. He did go to the hospital. Maybe he's a specter. I think you were... Uh, <laughs> In New Orleans, or like getting on a, on a cruise boat, <laughs> and you didn't see Jamal Williams have an awesome game uh, two weeks ago. So, do you play the? But Green, he really did. Do you play the Green Bay Packers defense because the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing from behind, try to throw the ball with Matt Moore, and you know what that happens when you know what happens when <laughs> Matt yeah. Moore throws the ball. Do you play Green Bay defense? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, he's too entrenched as a maybe. Chiefs fan. So. I've taken riskier shots. Riskier yeah. shots. Yeah, sure, why not? If I'm a fan like, of like any teams, I like both of these shot, teams a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, uh, now we can move on to the Miami Dolphins <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So the tried and true method in 2019 uh, of winning anything in football is to pick against the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Uh, it works great in survivor pools. It works pretty well in fantasy. So the Dolphins are second in giving up the most points to quarterbacks, sixth in giving up points to wide receivers, and First in giving up points to running backs. Well done, Miami Dolphins. Thank you, Dolphins. They're even giving up the second most points to opposing defenses and special teams. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. I have a league where we don't even bother with that. I love it. So anyways, despite the Steelers being a team that struggles, I believe they are 14-point favorites this week. 14 and a half. Um, So Mason Rudolph is back. Uh, Duck Hodges is gone, and he can go back to Alabama. I don't like that you say they're a team that struggles. I mean... Third, Anybody would when you're starting these guys that no one even knows their names, you know? They're two and five. It's rough. Right? Well, they are, have been doing better, obviously. Um, and the Dolphins should uh, should help. Sure, hence that. the two. Yeah. So, um, I, look. What are we, I, I one love, game out of first place in the AFC North? I don't the, know. You know, the AFC North is the <laughs> weakest division in football right now. And that's a great place to be if you have a bad record. <laughs> um, so... James Conner, as you said, is no longer injured. He'll be great to start. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be starting. I would start Mason Rudolph in Superflex leagues, two quarterback leagues. Um, Mm -hmm. It's weird that I feel the need to mention that, but I do know that you know people were definitely considering sitting some of these guys. Mm-hmm. As we had the question earlier about Juju, as happened last week, uh, my friend sat James Conner, even though he was a keeper. He, he chose him as a keeper in his leagues, and then he sat him, them last week because he had such little faith in his oh, own team. James Conner was horrible last week. Horrible. Terrible to the tune yeah. of 30 points. It was really bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw this in as a deep sleeper. 
Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, don't rule him out. In everyone was talking about James Washington, yeah. but but what's really happened in, in Washington, to be fair, was injured for the past couple of weeks. But Deontay Johnson has had real good chemistry with Mason Rudolph and has been doing very well in the passing game, mostly because uh, the offensive coordinator, who's basically Ben Roethlisberger, has been asking <laughs> Mason Rudolph to make short throws to Deontay Johnson while Juju has been taking double coverage in the in the Take him downfield. Down they, they also played together in college, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. There it is right there. That's when, true. When, a nice little synergy. When you're up against a, a powder puff defense. Yep. Back to playground football. Just like when they played the Chargers. Exactly. Who's he comfortable with throwing to? Deontay. I agree. Don't, don't, rule. don't rule him out. Start him. Okay. <laughs> Start everybody against the Dolphins. <laughs> Is Vance McDonald back? Start Vance. Heck, start the second tight end. He'll probably have a touchdown and, and 50 yards. Is that Xavier Grimble? No. No, it's the guy they traded for Damn from uh, from uh, Seattle. Uh, oh, Will name? Disley? No. <laughs> Will Disley? What am I thinking? No, Luke Wilson. Not Luke Wilson. No. Okay, then I guess I have to look it up. I forget. I forget his you're gonna, name. You're gonna put this bug in my head. He was he was just traded about three weeks ago after uh, um, after I think Grimble went out on IR, and so that's why they had to Nick? pick him up. Vanit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There you go. He's been doing well. He, he's, I, was, I was just saying Nick. That's he all. came to, to Pittsburgh. He went to Primonti's. He put fries on a sandwich, and, you know, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers. All of a sudden, he's a Pittsburgh boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, vacation every single day because i love my occupation hey, 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 i'm on vacation every single day every every single day every single day all right as the last segment of the evening we're just gonna call it everybody together just, just cut, cut them already. already. All right, great. Everybody together. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe next week I rethink this. No, we we did a good job. It was fine. Uh, so what I'm going to do is just go over these guys real quickly. And if you have any reason not to cut them, please speak up or forever hold your peace. Quarterbacks: Baker Mayfield should have already cut them. Yes. 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 He's your favorite guy to put in this segment. Well, people still own him for some reason. I I, I know. We need to keep reminding people sometimes. He's a horrible quarterback. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Trubisky, cut him. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. He didn't put up two touchdowns this past week, even though he was terrible for three quarters. Uh, so if he's that terrible every game, he can continue to put up garbage time points. He's no Blake Bortles. <laughs> of, every, of everyone here, he doesn't throw picks. Of everyone here, he I, com- I completely well. understand, Scott, that you need to kind of justify this. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not justifying anything. How many other quarterbacks have the opportunity to throw 54 times a game? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. so much garbage time. I think we would all like Trubisky to be good. It's just the unfortunate truth that he's not, at least this year, at least with this offense and this coach. So, yep. cut him. Uh, Daniel Jones, cut him. Yeah. Cuttlefish. Yeah. Cuttlefish. Yeah. I don't think he's got great matchups coming up. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Cut him. Cut him. He's going to be a stud now that Emmanuel Sanders is Did there. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a running team first. And, and you, you were right. Like They will pass the ball more, but will it be enough for him to be fantasy uh, relevant? I don't, I don't think so. I think they're going to continue with ball control. Garoppolo will be able to support a fantasy wide receiver, not quarterback. 
Yeah, he'll be able to support Sanders. Yes. And so if you have any other receivers on the 49ers, cut them. Goodwin, Pettis, <laughs> uh, Debo, all of them, cut them. Actually, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I cut Goodwin just not, just uh, this week. Well, I have him on my list, so we'll just jump to wide receiver. Marcus Goodwin, cut, cut him. him. Cut him. Mikol Hardman, yes, we thought he'd be good. Maybe cut him. But Tyreek is back now, and there is no Matt Moore. And the, <laughs> Moore exactly. That's Look, all you need to say. One thing at a time. There is no Patrick Mahomes, which means there is no receivers on the Kansas City Chiefs, except for Tyreek Hill. He'll probably get it sixty yards or something. You know, he just needs to have the ball in his hands. He can score a touchdown. Yeah, fair enough. This, we saw this happen. It could happen again. Yeah, he's like Devin Hester, who can actually play wide receiver. I know, but it's more of an accident. Yeah. You know, it's Rex Grossman being a good quarterback. <laughs> That's an accident. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry, cut him. Breaks my heart, but yeah. I don't know. I might still hold on. Oh, come on. I don't mind him no. in a PPR what league. What are these Browns apologists? Can hey, you, like you said, give me some stats right? on Landry for the past uh, couple weeks. Oh, he had a good game. You're not going to like him. So, Jarvis Landry, they, he were there on bye last week, so. He had zero points. Sucks. He, he did sucks. have zero Jason points Weaves. last week. Terrible zero points. Yeah. Anyways, it was three weeks ago he had eight for 167. I said last two weeks, my friend. <laughs> last week, three for 36. Week before, four for 75. On the year, zero touchdowns. I Got him. I, I can't disagree with yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not going to be the chorus, but I'm not going to disagree. He's going to hold. If, if, what am I going to get on the waiver wire that's better than him? He still plays in like 97% of the snaps. You somehow just want, you you want the Browns to be something they're not, my friend. Yeah. You want Baker Mayfield to be something. Don't start second wide receivers on a team with a horrible quarterback. Ever. I mean, I don't have Jarvis Landry anywhere. I'm not in danger of this. But it feels like <laughs> yeah, I would part. I would definitely I have know. cut have no the other three guys in this category before Jarvis Landry. All right, guys. You can hold on to Landry if you want. I cut him. Uh, <laughs> I did it. Uh, running back Giovanni Bernard. So Giovanni Bernard, I love, and it seems like a good guy to carry uh, as a backup for Mixon, but Mixon's not even running for anything. Yeah, Mixon's getting stink. no points, yeah, which means Bernard gets negative points almost. Didn't Mixon right? have negative points last week? Ah, horrible. The uh, Bengals are one of the Bengals horrible teams. Bad. Like I said, there's truths in the NFL. The Bengals are horrible. That's one of the truths. Well, I get a handcuff to a guy that isn't even used. Joe Mixon had exactly. 10 carries for two yards. That's, that's like a Tariq Cohen performance. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, cut him. You could measure his uh, his like yards per carry in inches. <laughs> Anyone want to keep Adrian Peterson? No, no. Don't especially because he's playing on Thursday night this week. Fuck Thursday night. <laughs> carry on Johnson. I mentioned this earlier. He may come back week sixteen, but cut him. He's off your team, guys. Don't leave him there on the bench. Cut well, he's him. on IR. Yes. I, but people still hang on to those don't, guys. Yeah, don't wait until week 16, unless you have an IR slot. I mean, I've got, like, I've, I've, don't got, wait a, till week 16. I've got a friend I play with in a deep league, and he still has Nick Foles on his team, and I'm like, <laughs> Nick Foles mean? is almost back. You know, Cut him. I saw plenty of leagues that dropped Drew Brees. So, you know, yeah. if you're going to do that, go ahead and. If you're in a one quarterback league, you can drop a quarterback and be I, okay. In a two quarterback league, someone dropped Drew Brees yeah. while he was injured. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. I kind of agree, but he stayed on the waiver wire for a couple weeks. Well, then. Duke, so both of us passed on it. Duke Johnson, cut him up, cut him up, cut him up. Yeah. All right. I think we mentioned that one last Let's week. Let's talk about tight ends. Jason Witten, you got to cut that guy. I thought you were talking to me. Cut him, cut him, cut him. <laughs> I don't know. You, I have really have bad tight ends in no, the league. I don't have all my team. Jason Witten's on bye oh, right here, now. He's the apologist. See, sometimes there's an apologist, and, and it's uh, George for Jason. Tell us the stats for Jason Witten of the past two weeks. Yeah, tell us the stats. 
Oh, you're not gonna like it. Look, I mean, you have to think of this in comparison. He's like, he can still score a touchdown. You have to think this in comparison to other tight ends. Blake Jarwin, four for thirty-three last week, five for fifty-seven the week before. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Five for seven sounds great in this tight end desert that we're all in. I don't know. I don't know if it's a tight end desert. It's been a tight end wasteland, in fact. All right. I mean, unless you draft. The wasteland. thing is, all the guys who are going off were late round draft picks, but they were all draft picks. So it's not like a lot of these performances came out of nowhere. They were guys that were hyped up, like Mark Andrews and Darren Waller and Austin Hooper. Well, all I'm saying is, if you look at the list, there, there's but a they pl- were drafted. There's a place where Jason Witten is on that list, where there's someone better on the waiver wire that's performing better week after week. Okay, so last week, guys yes. like Mike Gesicki, Adam Shaheen, and Irv Smith Jr. did better than Jason Witten. The week before, the week that we were kind of saying it wasn't terrible. Um, you had Ryan Griffin and Max Williams, Max with two X's, uh, doing Max. better than him. But, but other than that, you know, his 5.7 was like top 15. All right, you guys keep him. I'm cutting Jason Witten. No, I don't want Jason Witten. He's on bye this week. You don't need to hold him through the bye Jack week. Jack Doyle. Cut. It's like holding a kicker through bye cut, week. Cut, cut, cut. Uh, Jack Delane- Doyle is who I picked up instead of Jason Witten in order to play this week because tight end... Really sucks this year, man. Well, you should pick someone other than Jason Witten or Jack Doyle. But, I mean, who? Well, this is who is like widely available that would work for. If us. you need to start a tight end therapy session, we can get into that later. But this is going to be a completely different episode. <laughs> I, I already went over how bad my tight ends were in one league. I managed to land Gerald Everett, though. I mean, there's there's guys out there. Uh, Delaney Walker, like we just talked about him earlier as well. Uh, ankle injury, old guy. Seems rather? like a serious injury. I think a lot of people will keep him through the injury, but I think what's going to happen is that the injury will get worse instead of better, and he will be out for the whole year, or he'll come back, injured again, score no points, and be out for the whole year. So just cut him before you have to deal with that. So would you rather have Jonu Smith yes. or Jack Doyle? 100% Jonu Smith. Smith. I got him in one league. I'd rather have Jonu Smith than, uh, than Jack Doyle. I mean, That's I what I'm saying. Reluctantly, yeah. Reluctantly, but Smith. Okay. Okay, and then OJ Howard, who has done nothing, done nothing, and done nothing. <laughs> do, you yeah, think, do you think it's a possibility he get traded? Because I he think should. he's just going to waste away he in uh, in Tampa Bay land. Yeah, I mean, but... Bruce Arians has his ideal run blocker. We're allowed to cuss. Oh, uh, please! <laughs> yeah, at the very end of the show, he's a goddamn run blocker. OJ Howard catches more passes at the Tampa Bay Ray game. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. That was pretty cool. That was I saw that shit live. I was like, "That's an enormous man who caught that foul ball." <laughs> you went to the Tampa Bay Rays game. I was watching it on TV live. Oh, you saw an OJ Howard catch. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. The only OJ Howard catch of the year I've seen. All right. Well, well. Uh, why don't you wrap us up and uh, and see if anyone has any final thoughts, etc. But that's that's it for me and the cut list. And I, what I realized was that uh, a lot of people have uh, have have some issues. With with cutting people that score, you don't want to 50, make a list that everyone's going to agree with. Right? Fifty yards, like fifty yards, seems to be the cutoff point. Where if you like, you get fifty, you get five points on your team. You're like, I don't know. It's like that's not the worst floor. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be worse. I guess I'm starting you for another week. Yeah, but but we should. Yeah, that's have, called fantasy football hell. We should just have a, a tight end show where we talk about how horrible the tight ends are, and you guys and then know, talk about leagues with no waivers. Tight ends used to be wide receivers. They didn't used to be a tight end group like uh, years ago. There used to be only wide receivers. Do you mean like Alan Lazard, who refused to become a tight end? 
he put his foot down and said, no, I am the Lazard King. Uh, he, took, he took one look at Jimmy Graham and thought, that's my future as a tight end. <laughs> I have to wear white sleeves and shit. I would much rather be a wide receiver here. Gone are the days of Sterling Sharp. Indeed. All right, so thanks for joining us, guys, Scott and George, and, of course, Dave. Welcome back. Um, you Remember to watch, listen to us live every Wednesday around 9 o'clock is generally when we start. Around we'll 9 o'clock. Po- we'll post it. Follow us on Twitter. Go to Facebook. And cheers, guys. Thanks. Thanks.